Well, I'm I'm on on the the Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, September 28th. I hope you're having a great day and uh, what a wonderful privilege it is to serve the Lord and what a privilege it is to be on the radio. And thank you for taking the time to join us on 95.9 FM. Uh, Those that are listening on the radio app and those on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those who are watching by way of Facebook or by way of YouTube, uh, we're glad to have you with us today. Now, I love Wednesdays. I always say that. But I got to tell you, this today, this Wednesday is a little different. Uh, yesterday, we had our school chapel service with Pastor Treber. It was a wonderful time. Uh, we had our fall revival Monday night and Tuesday night. And so here we are on a Wednesday, and we don't have chapel. And we also don't have church. That's a strange feeling. Uh, but uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful week. And uh, if you missed the services uh, from the revival, I hope you go back and watch and listen to those messages and uh, what a blessing it was to get to have uh, Brother Treber here and hear him preach and to uh, just be encouraged and be challenged. Uh, I know the services have been so good uh, in the evenings. And then uh, yesterday, the chapel service was just wonderful. It was a great message, great truth uh, that Brother Treber brought to all of our students uh, from Proverbs 27, where it talks about the, the, the verse that says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And uh, what a powerful truth that is, not just for young people. That is so true for adults. And I'll tell you, your friends used to be the friends that you see, you saw every day, you talked to every day, you worked with every day. But now you can have friends all over the world by way of social media, and you can have friends all over the world through technology. And that can be a good thing. Uh, or that can be a bad thing. And it, it's still so important that you choose your friends so wisely. Choose people uh, that love God. People that have a, that Choose people that have a heart for God. You say, well, there's no such thing as perfect people. I understand that. But uh, you ought to have friends that have a desire to serve God and friends that are, are trying just like you. Uh, just like me, a just man falleth seven times, but he riseth up again. And I hope you'll choose your friends so, so wisely. It was a great message, just a wonderful time uh, with Brother Treber these last few days. But today it's Wednesday, and I hope you're having a good day. You say, oh, revival's over. I guess I'm depressed again. No, that's not the purpose of revival. The purpose of revival is to revive you and me, not just for the special meetings, but for the days and the weeks and the months after that we will be revived spiritually. Uh, Revival is not just in a a church service or not just in an event or a date on the calendar, but revival is something that takes place in your heart. And it's something you can experience every day when you walk with the Lord, you spend time in the Bible, you pray, you fellowship with God, you let the Holy Spirit lead you. And uh, I hope that has been accomplished in your life these last few days. And I hope it'll continue to work in you uh, from the revival meetings that there be a spirit of revival uh, in your life. I want to say uh, today, happy birthday to Brian Bohannon. 
Happy birthday to Colton Kidd. Uh, happy birthday to Tammy Killebrew, uh, William Lewis, and Jordan Walker. We got five birthdays today. And uh, happy birthday to you folks. Hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, let's pray today for our church, pray for our teachers. Uh, they're on their way to a teacher's convention in South Carolina. Let's pray for their safety. Uh, let's pray for a great uh, upcoming day on Sunday. And let's pray for the services. And uh, of course, our teen spectacular now is just a couple weeks away. And let's be in prayer for that. Uh, pray for one another. Pray for our members. Pray for those who are sick and those who are struggling with health. And uh, pray for our country. Pray for these elections coming up in November as well. Here's a great song, and it uh, is a reminder of the day we got saved. And uh, the very moment, and I hope you do remember the day that you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you don't remember that day, maybe there hasn't been a day, then you need to make today September 28th, 2022, you need to make that the day that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and get settled the matter of your eternity. Where will you spend eternity? Will you spend it in heaven or will you spend it in a place called hell? Those are the only two options. And you say, well, I don't know if I've been good enough to get to heaven. Well, being good has nothing to do with it. The only way that a person can get to heaven is by putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He did all the work. He paid the price on the cross. And he's hung on that cross and he declared, it is finished, meaning the work has been done. The price has been paid. All you have to do, all I have to do is be willing to receive the gift of eternal life uh, and experience salvation once and for all. I hope you'll enjoy this song. And then after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 142. Just the moment I knelt down upon my knees in prayer Was the moment a beggar became a rightful heir He came to live within this heart of mine And he filled me with glory so rich and free the longer i live the more that it amazes me how the just in one moment of time all the joys of heaven then became mine and it happened that very moment he saved my soul my name is recorded in the book of life in heaven my sins are washed away Lord, I made me home, and it happened that the 
oh, it happened that very moment he saved my soul. Amen. Hope you enjoyed that great song. What a great reminder. Don't ever get over the day you got saved. And uh, don't ever forget what happened on that day. A miracle took place. Uh, you became a new creature. You were, you were translated from darkness to light. Uh, you went from being on your way to hell to having a home in heaven. The Bible says when you get saved, it's as if you're already seated in heavenly places. Your citizenship is in heaven already. Praise God uh, for that. That's how secure you are in your salvation. It's as if you were already there. Hallelujah. Let's look at Psalm 142. We saw the prayer of David from the cave. We saw David's problem. He said that he showed God his trouble. Uh, he poured out his complaint. His spirit was overwhelmed. That's a problem. We see in this passage that David experienced pain. David experienced persecutors, people that were attacking him. Verse number six, and then in verse seven, he said, God, please bring my soul out of prison. He said, I feel like I'm in prison. Uh, my, my soul is in prison, my, uh, my, my spirit, my emotions, my feelings. Uh, I feel like spiritually I'm locked up and God, I need you to set me free. And of course, God can set you free. We saw David's prayer and his problem, but let's look number three at David's path. It says in verse number three, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. God knows your path. Aren't you glad for that? God knows where you're supposed to go. God knows how you're supposed to get there. Thou knewest my path in the way wherein I walked. Have they privily or secretly laid a snare for me? David said, God, I'm glad you know the way I'm going because the enemy has tried to lay some traps. The enemy has tried to put some things along my path to get me off path and to get me off track and to, and, and to keep me from making progress in the Christian life. The songwriter wrote and said, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. It's only the grace of God that you're going to get through. It's only the grace of God that we're going to cross that finish line and, and do something for God because there are some snares, but God knows the path. Job said, but God, he knoweth the path that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Let's look at David's path. It was a lonely path. He says in verse number four, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. David said, I looked on one side and there was not even anybody that would acknowledge me. They, they wouldn't even speak to me. He says in verse number four, refuge failed me. Uh, refuge meaning uh, a place of escape, a place to run. David said, there was nowhere to go. Refuge. There, there was no refuge. There was no place to go. There was no way of escape for me. But then he says this, no man cared for my soul. Uh, that expression there, it's the idea that nobody even asked about me. Nobody even inquired about me. David said, I was so low. I was having so much trouble. I was in such a terrible place. Nobody would speak to me. Uh, there was nowhere to go. There was no escape. And then he says this, he says, Nobody even cared. Nobody even asked. Nobody even said, David, how you doing? David, what's going on in your life? What can we do to help you? No man cared for my soul. David felt as if nobody cared whether he lived 
or died. David felt like he was an outcast. I think you've heard the song before, but there's a song in our hymn book. It's entitled, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. Charles Weigel is the man that wrote that song. He was an evangelist. He was a powerful preacher, and God was using him in a great way. He came home one day from a meeting, and he found a note that his wife had left him. And his wife said, I don't want to have the ministry anymore. I don't want to serve God anymore. She said, uh, Charlie, you're a fool. And she left her husband, Charles Weigel, and she took their daughter and fled. And she lived a life of sin and wickedness. Matter of fact, a few years later, she passed away. And on her deathbed, she pleaded with her daughter. She said, please find your dad and please ask him to pray for me and ask him if God would be merciful to me, somebody like me who's been such a terrible sinner. Uh, I'm glad that she realized that at the end of her life, but what a sad thing that she had to go that path before she came to that realization. Charles Weigel had no idea what to do. He kept on preaching. He kept on seeking God, and he just felt like that God couldn't use him anymore. He went to a meeting. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a preacher uh, in that town that just said, Charles, they said, don't even bother going to that meeting. Nothing's going to happen there. Well, he followed the Lord's leading. He went anyway. And he went to that meeting, and it was at that meeting, at an invitation, that there were 300 people on that morning service that walked the aisle and got saved. And Charles Weigel, he realized that God was not done with him, and he realized that God still had a plan, and God still had a path for him. He, of course, his wife passed away, and uh, Charles Weigel, years later in Florida, he was by himself after preaching, and he wrote a song in about 20 minutes. He wrote several songs, but no songs did he ever write that quickly. But in about 20 minutes, he wrote that song. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus. Since I found in him a friend so strong and true, no one else could take the sin and darkness from me. No one else could take away and no one else could care for me like Jesus did. Nobody ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so strong and true. Uh, I, I'm forgetting the words. I think you know the, you know the song. I'm getting mixed up between the verse and the chorus. But that song, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. I tell you what we'll do. Since I butchered it so bad, how about if we play the song at the end so you can hear how it's supposed to be? But here's what David said in Psalm 142. He said, there was nobody, no man cared for my soul. And Charles Weigel came to a point where he said, there was nobody that cared for me except Jesus. And I'm glad that Jesus cares. No matter what you're going through, no matter what problems you're facing in life, there is somebody who cares for you. Jesus cares. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Paul said it like this in 2 Timothy 4. He said, there was nobody that stood with me. No man stood with me, notwithstanding. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. I hope that helps you today. We're going to close with this song, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. This is a song that Charles Weigel wrote after going through heartache and feeling like his life was over, but his life wasn't over. God had a plan for his life, and God has a plan for you. Hope you have a great day. God bless you on this Wednesday. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in him a friend so strong and true. I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. No one ever cared for me 
like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as He. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much He cared for me. All my life was full of sin when Jesus found me. All my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms about me, and he led me in the way I ought to go. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Every day he comes to me with new assurance. Understand his words of love, but I'll never know just why he came to save me till someday I see his blessed face above. No one ever cared for me like Jesus, there's no other friend so kind as he. Could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.